Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Patrizio, buongiorno. Hey, what's going on, boys? Well, basketball is going on, Pat, all over the world. In fact, the SEC is having a pretty good start to its collective season. Some of the teams are. you got three in the top ten now with Auburn bringing up the rear at number eight, Kentucky at six, Tennessee at five, Alabama's in the mix just outside the top 25, and the Ole Miss team that's hosting Arkansas isn't too far back of that. So some solid, solid teams so far and some elite teams potentially here with Tennessee, Kentucky, and Auburn, and, and Kentucky certainly – rising up, and we'll talk about them since they're coming to Fayetteville this weekend. But let me ask you about the Ole Miss matchup, Pat, with Arkansas tomorrow night. We all know about Coach Beard, and we all know Arkansas's, uh, you know, history playing in Oxford. What what do they need to do, Pat, to get on board? Let's just start specifically with your alma mater. What do you you see here? What's what's the key for them getting it going? I can tell you what I see uh, from Ole Miss. You know, they've, they've got two seven-footers. Um, you know, they lead the league in blocks, and they're pretty good. You know, they're not so much of an offensive force. You know, they'll kiss some alley-oops and, and that type of thing, but they're more of a protect-the-rim. Um, they've got good athletes on the perimeter. Um, you know, Alan Flanagan, Matthew Morrell, who's a shooting guard, who on any given night in the SEC, he could be the best player in the SEC this kid, Matthew Morrell. I mean, he's just very explosive. And I think the key, um, you know, for, for Coach Beard, what they were able to do, they got a, a transfer point guard, Jalen Murray, who's, it, it, and as we're kind of going through it right now, as we know, you know, to have a, I'm not even going to call him a point guard, but a lead guard, somebody who can just get you set up in things is worth his weight in gold. So um, they've, they've got a pretty good six-man rotation, and um, that place has become difficult to play in. It's mm-hmm. a very small place, the pavilion, and they pack it out and they go wild. And, um, you know, it's sort of like how what Auburn has built. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty difficult place to play and win. I look at their two losses in the SEC, or two of their three losses to the SEC, Tennessee and Auburn, two of the best in the SEC. So, yeah. look, I, I get it. I understand. Uh, what happened against LSU? <laughs> I mean, I know LSU's a little better than we thought they were going to be, but uh, to lose on the road 89-80 to 80 to LSU, what was the success, recipe for success for LSU in that game? Well, you had, you know, a lot of times when, you know, you, first of all, I think home court advantage um, is, in college basketball, it is the most important factor. Like, if you're going to factor things, hmm. if you're going to play the bet that. on anything, you bet on home court, you factor in home court advantage, number one. Um, and... LSU has a first-team all-SEC type player in Jordan Wright, and he went absolutely bananas that game um, at 27. So when you have your best players playing their best basketball, that's uh, you know going to be the result. And, and LSU got back; they had a one of these double transfer rule kids, uh, kid named Jalen Cook, who's a 20-point scorer at Tulane. But more importantly, he's he's an excellent. 
facilitator. He can set you up. He can score in his own. Um, so it was just the combination of, you know, your best players, you know, playing well. It happens, Wes. Yeah, this home home court advantage <laughs> stuff you're going to have to explain to me because I, I haven't been able to see that. Yeah, well, uh, go go to Fayetteville on Saturday. You'll 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 be able to see hmm. it, feel it, okay. smell it, and touch it. I hope so, because it wasn't there against Auburn. It wasn't there Saturday against South Carolina. That's been two ugly home losses. Well, when Seth Greenberg rolls up with his shiny, nice uh, head, bald head, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody will be excited. Pat, I hate. And Musk is going to start giving out some more of the uh, free pizza. I think that's probably the key: free chicken nuggets and free pizza. Okay, I can't. I'll put people in a. So the but, kids waiting in line. Yeah, the kids waiting in line. Put them in a better mood. I like that. I don't want to be negative repeatedly, and I don't want to be redundant, Pat. But again, it's the same things every week we've been talking about: the struggles offensively, and then obviously this is not an elite Muslim defensive team. One of the guys we debated a little bit, and by debated we mostly just piled on, sadly, because we're frustrated for him, even if he isn't. Is what's going on with Brazil and the way he's playing this year, Pat, and the fact that, you know, Wes pointed it out yesterday. He's had zero offensive rebounds the last couple games. He's had two field goals the last two games. And I think we can all agree Arkansas needs more productivity out of him for them to have a chance to win. So how do they utilize mm-hmm. him and how do they get him off the three point line? Or do they want to? Well, I've always you know, we we I watched him very closely when he was a freshman at Missouri. A lot of people didn't watch Missouri that year. Mm-hmm. I did. I did a lot of the games. And last year, he transfers. He plays, what, a handful of games. He gets hurt. And he played really well. Mm-hmm. But Trevin Brazil is, the value in Trevin is, he's 6'9", with great length. What the hell? Who's calling me in my hotel room? Hold on, boy. Sorry about that. I haven't had my hotel room phone ring, I don't think, uh, ever. I mean, I mean, they may call and go, hey, checkout's at noon, and it's one fifteen, sir. I'm going to need you to go. Or can you quiet down in there? Well, nobody ever said that. Huh. I'm usually very quiet by myself, Wes. Anyway, sorry, I'm, Pat, go I'm, ahead. I'm kind of worried. I just, I just answered and hung up on him. I'm kind of worried. What the heck did I do? Did you, did you ask for an 11-19 wake-up call? No, I'm staying here tonight. Are you in, are you in Charlotte? Yes. Don't, yes. Mo- don't move. I'll be right there. Tonight. I'm coming over there tonight. Are you really? 100%. We play Queens. Hey, play Queens tomorrow. Can I come by the set? Come hang out? Yeah. I'd love to. Up. That'd be fun. Let me do that. Um, anyway. Yeah, Queen City. Yeah, Charlotte's a Queen City. But, yeah, Trevin <laughs> is, you know, the value in him, 6'9", he can shoot the three. He can get you. He can protect the rim. He's not a throwing the ball in the post one-on-one. Throwing the ball at the three-point line, I'm going to break you down, jab, step, pump, fake, one dribble, left, right, this, that, and the other. Playing with, you know, Anthony Black last year and, and some other guys who understood, you know, they could command the double team and they knew how to pass out of it, he looked really good. This year, that's – I mean, you guys have watched. It's just a team of sort of individuals. It's, nobody understands how to sort of, how to – you know, the one I thought Minifield understood it, you know, to get in the lane, draw two guys to you, and then kick out to the open man. Um, you know, that's his kind of style of basketball, and that's his value. And I think he'll translate really good in the NBA um, if he he's going to continue to learn how to play defense. So he's really not good at it right now. But um, so I think it's just, you know, he's he needs somebody to set him up, essentially. And, and there isn't anybody to do that. 
You know he can get offensive rebounds, so that that frustrates he me. He can. You're right, Wes. And, and you know the sad thing is, and this is something uh, you know if you plan on writing a book, and I know you've always talked about writing books uh, <laughs> to get in the head of basketball players. <laughs> when when you're like their offense, unfortunately, if you're not making shots, basketball players tend to not play defense, and it just makes zero sense. So, you know, like if you're not making shots, or you're not engaging the offense. What I teach is get a steal, get an offensive rebound, get a defensive rebound and start the break. Like, don't wait on somebody else to set you up. You can, like, do that on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can create your own offense. And I don't know. It, it's just it's, it's a story as old as time, you know, where a lot of players just, you know, if they're not being fed the basketball, then, then they, they lose a certain level of engagement. You know, and the great ones, know how to do it, you know, without having a coach call a play for them. Unfortunately, I played high school with uh, a couple guys like you. They were just shooters. And I didn't get the ball much. And so if I wanted to score, I had to go get one of their few misses. And so that's why I I just don't get it with Brazil. Go get the offensive rebound, and and that's your way of contributing. I don't appreciate the characterization of Pat Bradley as, quote, just a shooter. I didn't say just, did I? Did I say just a shooter? I misspoke. No. No, I'll say this, though. Nikki Nikki Davis, my junior year, he was a senior. He he had a 23-rebound game one night. Mm. And and he can thank me for that because it was my worst shooting night. (laughs) And he got got a bunch of offensive rebounds on all my misses. But you're right. I mean, that's what you hope, Wes, is the light bulb kind of comes on for him. Soon, sooner rather than later, you know. You hope he realizes these things and how effective he can be, and that's what I hope for all these guys. I mean, you, you they all have talent. It's just, you know, when you watch them not realize their talent and understanding of the game, it's uh, you know that's where the frustration comes in. And Coach Moss and his staff, believe me, we're talking about it. They've been talking about it for probably like two months now. <laughs> Tell me about the uh, big man. Zvonimir Ivicic, Pat. How big of a factor is he going to be for Kentucky going deep? He, I, you know what? It, I mean, he came out and had, you know, probably the most electrifying, <laughs> what, five, six minutes of basketball that you would hope for a uh, Croatian, shout out to Davo Rimac, hmm. uh, for a Croatian to, to ever have. Um, however, he's just an addition to what Kentucky already has. They're a great – so Kentucky, there's only three times in the history of Kentucky basketball that they've averaged 10 three-pointers per game. This year is one of them. Mm. So, and they average – they lead the SEC. It's usually between Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, um, leading the SEC in assists, about 19, 20 per game. So they're just a group of guys that can all pass dribble and shoot and when you have a group of guys that can pass dribble and shoot you're going to be devastating offensively and mm. and uh big z he's he's just another one of those guys you can add listen they get a seven footer named aaron bradshaw who is uh, a freshman who's going to be you know a lottery pick in the nba he's a three-point shooter can catch lots i think big z obviously he has another shot blocker he has another three-point threat um and the beauty of that is you know, it opens the lane for 
the guys who want to penetrate to the basket. You know, and it brings big guys out uh, out of the basket. So he's just another addition, um, another shot blocker, which they have two seven-footers already. He's a third seven-footer. Mm. And he adds another three-point shooting threat. So, yeah, Kentucky, my only issue, well, not issue, but question mark, is always going to be, you know, when the grind hits. And you're talking about 18, 19-year-olds. Now they got two um, veteran guys, Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell, who are excellent, excellent basketball players. So they'll help them. You know, the question is, you know, if you're leaning on freshmen, they've never been in that, you know, this just you always get a little bit queasy. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. just don't know how they're going to react. But they, they're extremely talented, yes. I, I think Reed Shepard's season's kind of flying under the radar nationally because he's putting up efficiency numbers that have only been matched by, like, Anthony Davis and uh, Zion Williamson. Like, he's shooting an absurd yeah. clip from yeah. the field in well, three. And, and, again, you know, he benefits from you – know, if you get five three-point shooters out there, you're going to get really good looks. If you're the only three-point shooter <laughs> on the team, and believe me, I've been there, you got five guys like like breathing down your neck. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get some good looks. Um, what's probably most underrated about his game is his instinct. I mean, he's he he's I don't know if he leads the league in steals, but you watch this kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like Larry Bird out there. Like he's you know come into my web to the spiders that are fly. Um. You know he's that type of a player. Yeah, he's not. He's not a negative on defense. I think that he's having to. Uh, it usually negative. He's a positive. Yeah, he's definitely a positive defender. He's the oh, best defender. But usually guys his size are negatives. I'm just saying he's a positive. But um, are you usually, saying white guy, Christian? Just say it, white guy. Well, that's what I was about to guy? say. He's having to fight against that stereotype because he's like a six <laughs> three white guy, and he's been right. amazing. Usually guys his size, if they were. Uh, not white, they would probably be a lottery pick. But. Uh, Pat, real quick here, curveball. We forgot to do this in the red-white report. The uh, Razorbacks are holding today tryouts, walk-on tryouts for football what? at the Fred Smith no. Center. Yeah, Stop. true story. Not that they're trying to find, like, you know, maybe a diamond in the rough that can be a special teams Ooh. contributor. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe you get a guy A&M. that's 12th man. They do that? it every year. There you go. So maybe it's a good thing. If, uh, Is that a law? No, it's not a law, but it's an idea. I like it. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, trial participants what must have played football in high school or college. It must bring their own gear. What? I mean, I mean, are they going to find somebody? Like, isn't I, mean, I, just I hope so. That, like, there's Vince Papelli. I figured Vince Papelli. Sure, sure. But that was '78. There was no YouTube. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're what they're looking for there. But you never know. Maybe a kid that's uh, a little bit undersized, never got recruited, but he played a little bit, or maybe a kid that transferred up from a D two was like, you know what, I'm just going to be a student now. And he's like, you know what, the hell. I'll go over there and I'll try out. Who knows? You never know. I still run a four seven five, but I tackle real well and I love contact. Who knows? Maybe you'll impress somebody. He should have went to summer camp. He should have went to summer camp. Yeah, mm. it's not for me, Pat. I can't try out. I'm old. But yeah, I see you working. My my question was going to be if you had to try out for another team in college, what would it have been? The women's basketball team. That's exactly the answer. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> Boom. Exactly. And today buddy, you missed your window. Post, you could you could have killed it. Buddy, I get. I'd get my fat hips on that post. I'd give him the up and under, the dipsy do, yep. and, and then, I'd spin it off the backboard. And then Ashley Reese would send it into the first row. <laughs> anyway. Angel. No, I'd lean in. I'd get contact. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd go to the free throw line. you get an offensive foul. And by but... the way, Reese, um, Reed Shepard's mother was um, 
an all-defensive player of the year at uh, University of Kentucky mm. while Jeff Shepard was uh, there. They, they both played at yeah, Kentucky at the same time. Yeah, I was about to say, his dad play there too? Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, I got yeah. a question. Chance, uh, I know them both very well. Pat, I love you, boys. No, no we're not no, done no, yet. No, no, well, no. we got all kinds of stuff for you yet. Hang on. You, you're talking about home teams <laughs> and home court advantage. I pulled this up. I uh, just looked it up. Home teams are 22 and 14 in the SEC so far this season. Overall? Uh, overall. Not in league play. In league play. Okay. 22 and 14. Okay. Pat, here's what's crazy it's to like, me. On Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday nights in SEC play, home teams are t- 12 and 2. Saturdays? On Saturdays? Can I tell you why? They're 10 and 12. Bad officiating? Why is that? Because you would think Saturday crowds are even better. Why Why are teams have a losing record at home on Saturday so far? Because it's January, February, and the weather typically is colder. Typically, you're traveling. You go, you, you're going to class on Monday. You got to so now you're practicing and then you're flying out. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's it's a it's not a smooth, fluid uh, travel situation. Cold, dark. Um, you're not motivated. Uh, typically, you get to Saturday, Friday. You're a little bit more excited. You, you know, you can sleep in probably Saturday. You don't have to. You know, it's just a different mentality. So. You know, going on the road in the on the weekdays, uh, I'd be curious to see the NBA stats on that too. But uh, going on the road on the weekdays in 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 the winter is, is just it's just not a good combination. You know, I, I think me personally, like if we Saturday games, I loved them because I knew Sunday I was. You know, you're like, you're free. All right, let's just, just bust it out Saturday. Let's go crazy. We're going to party tonight. Got no school tomorrow. Got no practice. Just, um, so, you know, there's a there's a mental side of that, too, I think. Hey, real quick, got the Mizzou Maniac on here, Pat. He wants to talk about his bum basketball team. I mean, his uh, basketball team. <laughs> What's up there, uh, Mizzou Maniac? <laughs> How's it going, Justin? How are you guys? Good. Good. Hey, I, I, I called into Rainwater and, and those guys last week, and, and, and talking about the hogs and you know i'm comparing obviously i'm being a mizzou fan i'm comparing the hogs and, and mizzou mm-hmm. and you know obviously mizzou sucks we're oh and five in the conference and but you know the team plays hard they got good chemistry they just don't have the talent okay so she's got a great so they're personality doing, they're yeah. doing yeah <laughs> so but you look at the you look at the hogs and you know everybody knows the talent's there okay and Mus is that that's his niche is, is getting talent, but you know nobody is really talking about the character uh, and the camaraderie of this team. Okay, you've got guys like you know Davenport. I watched you know a few games ago comes in, and this is a guy that that really hasn't I mean, up until now hasn't played a ton, but you know he he he, he hits a he shoots a three, hits it off the side of the backboard. Okay. Comes down two trips later, hits a three, and he's pointing at his veins. He's yelling at the crowd. You know, same same with Ellis. Makes a layup, you know, points at the crowd. There's just all these antics with the team, okay? I mean, yeah, cool, you're painting your nails. <laughs> ah. And then, you you know, and then you got Brazil. Don't be lazy. That's lazy. Don't be lazy. Well, well, well I'm, I'm <laughs> just, just hear me out. Then you, got, then you got Brazil. Okay, you're two games for 500. Okay, what are you going to do? Pat, Pat, you're, when you played for the Hogs, okay, and, and you, you were in a losing streak and you didn't play well, 
what did you just say? Okay, I'm gonna go dye my hair red. And oh my then god! Put a on the Mizzou maniac, this is such a dumb, lazy take. You know what? This is a bum take, and I went off about this here's for ten my minutes. Question. Ask here's a question, my, then, because I went off about this yesterday. It's my a dumb, question. lazy take, and it's stupid. Dude, and whether their hair is dude, red or green or I, I blue, it doesn't matter. Shut it for a I second. You already opened the door to this dumb routine with a fingernail painting garbage. It doesn't mean a damn thing about the way they're playing basketball, you moron. So get on to your point if you have one is there a, are the antics in the posture of the team is there a character thing going on are, are these guys these guys are they worried about what design, antics design what antics what antics it's a valid question what antics a- a- tell me what the antics are besides dyeing <laughs> the their hair the, anti- the antics, what the antics of of what Celebration to the crowd. Celebrating when they do something well, yes. That's called basketball. You're supposed to celebrate. Why did Gary fix the phone line? They can't celebrate when (laughs) something goes right. They haven't had hardly any success this year. They can't get excited about something good. Hey, Pat, do you understand (laughs) the posture of the team and being hard-nosed and what I'm talking about? Does it make sense to you? Well, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, layers, much like an onion. I would say uh, Missouri <laughs> Madman. Maniac. maniac. There's a lot of maniac. layers to this. Mad, mad maniac. There's, there's a lot of layers to this. And unfortunately for us, the more layers we peel back, much like an onion, the more it makes us cry. So I just don't know. I don't know the answer anymore. I watch I Alabama and Auburn a lot. They celebrate I, and have but, fun. And they're winning. Well, I, so I you can't have fun I when you're losing? Is that what you're saying? That, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm, what I'm saying is is there's a lot of antics. There's a lot of attitudes. What is that, antics? And, and, I don't, you got to go Richardson. I don't think Coach Richardson. Oh, my gosh. Madman. This is so lazy. Listen, Mizzou Maniac, give me an example of an antic that you're talking about or we're going to move on. And we should move on anyway. We're about out of time. Well, I'll tell you yeah, right now. If a guy gets in the game and he airballs off the side of a backboard uh-huh. and then the next trip down, he hits a three like he's an all-star, okay, it's, I, I think it's actually the celebration. That. You you might have missed a play. He hit back to back threes. Then they called timeout. Then he started celebrating. I think that's a good time to celebrate after you hit back to back threes and force a team to call a timeout. Yeah, and the reality well, is, you I'm see old it, school. It, I'm know, old it, school. It, grab it's something. Listen, listen. If you're if you're, you're two five hundred, okay. Don't dye your hair. Don't put a pom pom on the side of your hair. On the side of your head. Wow. Okay? You're not old school. You're, I mean, if, you're if ignorant. You guys, you're not old school. You're ignorant. You you're know. dumb. You sound dumb. And your team sucks. So have a nice day. I remember a guy that used to dye his hair all the time in the 90s in the NBA. He played pretty hard. Dennis Rodman? Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. Anyway. You this... know, it's possible to be, you know, expression, ex- express yourself and also be a good basketball player. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Pat, I talked about this yesterday for like 20 minutes, and I'm just tired of this. Just, people are lazy, and it's a lazy take. I'm sorry, okay? So it's been an issue. What's it, been the issue? Uh, people are freaking out about, oh, my God, they have their nails painted. Oh, my God, they dyed their hair. Who They're somehow the correlating dyeing your hair and painting your nails to playing bad. And the thing is, like, if they're worried about, like, oh, they're spending more time doing that, I'm like, well, then you should be worried about tattoos. I haven't heard you bitch about tattoos ever. It takes a lot longer to get a tattoo than it takes to get your nails done. I've never had either one, but I'm almost positive that I'm right in that regard. Yeah, I'm not a big tattoo guy either, but. No, you're not. I mean, I mean yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. Anyway, my, my point is I watched the Iowa-Ohio State game. It was a great game this weekend, the two women's teams. Damn near everybody on the floor had their nails done, and about, I don't know, eight or ten of the players had their hair kind of different. Had their hair done. Did, didn't matter one bit. The- they are all pretty good at basketball. <laughs>
Did they put on makeup? How about yeah. the, the flop of the century, Caitlin Clark, huh? She deserves an, uh, an Oscar and an Emmy for that one. Couldn't agree more. And I'm a big Caitlin Clark fan, but that was a little bit disappointing, Pat. She really <laughs> sold that. And for her to act like she'd been shot from the rafters, I was like, come on, Caitlin, pick yourself up. You know, you know what, though? I was thinking about it. I love her even more now because <laughs> she tried to take out a fan. Like, I don't know if she realizes that she would – her fans, she would be – like – even, I love her already, and she's my hero. She'd become even more my hero if I realized. Because Larry, if you watch some of the clips of like, there's a famous clip of Larry Bird, and the Boston fans stormed the court one year with Larry Bird. I think it was '81 or '84. Yeah, and he trampled about <laughs> seven dudes, just laid them out. Mm-hmm. And if she just said, "Yeah, I laid out the girl. I was pissed. We lost. He was in my way, and I wanted to take a take a shot at her." Yeah, people would be like. Yes, I relate. You're the best. Hey, listen, that chick's got some dog in her now. And, yeah, you cross her path, right. and she's got a shot to take a uh, – she gets a chance to take a shot at you, you're in trouble. You're going down. Yeah. You're going down, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Love you, boys. Love you, buddy. See, See you, Pat. Thanks, River City Flooring. Appreciate you bringing us Pat Bradley so I can yell at Mizzou Maniac. It's great times. <laughs> Be good. Love you. All right. See you.